Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, March the 31st, last day of March, and I am your host, my name is Chris, and I'm joined by my co-host and younger brother, Daniel. Yep. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on a gigantic, fire-breathing, radioactive <laughs> episode today. Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, as you can see by the title, we're doing Godzilla. Man, you can't wait for this movie, huh? Yeah, kind of can't. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I, like, I like the last one for some reason. <laughs> you could have not stop talking about the last one. Um, it's coming out today on HBO Max. At the release of this episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of it? Uh, I like, you know, the I like that scene where Godzilla shot out the fire and the King Kong was there jumping and stuff. I like that scene. <laughs> My favorite scene was at the end when Super Mario came and beat up both of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Saving the princess? Donkey Kong and Bowser. Oh. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't seen it yet. We're recording <laughs> a couple of these early. Early, right? Um, yeah. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to talk about something that I've been thinking about. Okay. Um, it's been years now since Infinity War, and I'm still thinking about it. Really? And I'm still like nitpicking about it, and I think I realized something. It was a plot hole? What? The reason why Thanos wanted to do what he did was so that way the people that were left would live better lives, right? They'd have more resources, more space, right? Right, yeah. So resources meaning like more food, food, right? Yeah. Air so food is like animals, right? Somewhat. And that is why that is why Rocket Raccoon was not <laughs> blipped. Why? Because he's not living. Because he's an animal. Well, everyone's an animal to something else, right? Like no, but no, but you don't eat other people. So people got dusted. But that's why the rest of the Guardians got dusted. But he is considered livestock. I don't think... I mean... I think that's why... Why would all the Guardians get dusted except for him? Groot is also a tree. Trees are... I mean, he's a plant. Yeah. We we don't eat trees, so we don't need him. (laughs) He's plant life. You eat plant life, right? No, but we don't eat him. He's just bark. Also, I bet humans are food to somebody else. Didn't you remember? Remember? um, My crew's never eaten Terran before. Terran is a food to something else. No, they were just saying that to scare him. <laughs> I think I think we did get like lose half of our squirrels, half of our turtles no, in the world. No, what was the point? Why? Why? Would, no, he kept the food around, animals around, because he's like that's the whole reason. Livestock, so that people left would have better lives. They would not go hungry. You think there's what some type of test you could take to see like if you're dumb enough to stay alive? It's not dumb enough. It's just like you're an animal. You get eaten. You're not. You're safe. <laughs> So what if something does not get eaten at all? Like a lion has no natural predators. Is it going to be dusted along with the rest of us? We don't eat lions. Mm, yeah, I would say half lions are dusted. Half the lions. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board then. If uh, if, <laughs> if the logic works out, I'm okay. I'm okay with half the lions being gone. <laughs> This is the only reason I was thinking about this. Why did Rocket stay and the rest of the Guardians go? It's a luck of the draw, that's, that's I think. the reason I came up with. <laughs> uh, I like where your yeah. mind is at. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what it is. <laughs> we've, we've solved it. Okay, okay. All right. Um, if you're new to the show, this is what we talk about. We talk about stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we did before we started recording podcasts. We'd nitpick every single detail. <laughs> and we're like, you think so? And it's just an entire car ride is just arguing about something dumb like this. <laughs> Why don't you explain how the show works? Well, um, first we'll figure out the burning questions in the MCU, and then we'll talk about comic book news, right? Run through all the things that was brought in this week, and then we'll talk about a specific comic book. This time we're doing Godzilla Half-Century War. And then at the end, we'll talk about our side stories, which is where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, you know, whatever we've been doing all week. All right, let us march into the news. Like we said, uh, Godzilla and Kong is coming out today on HBO Max. Right. Also coming out on HBO Max is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And he just dropped a trailer last week. So who's coming back? It's like Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang. And mm-hmm. other than that, it is like nothing like the first Suicide Squad. The look and everything. What else do we got? We got some new guys. We got Idris Elba coming back as Bloodsport. Right? Yeah, I don't think... Well, not coming back. Oh, yeah. He's Bloodsport. As Bloodsport. Yeah. We have John Cena as Peacemaker, um, and then just a ragtag people. We got like Polka Dot Man. Yeah, and then um, Pete Davidson as himself. 
we got a uh, rat catcher. Yeah. So it, it looks like totally different, way funnier. It looks like um, not really taking it too seriously. I mean, King Shark is in it. King Shark is around eating people and everything. Uh, and yeah. He's kind of a dub character to love that he's not the aggressive kind of King Shark we, we kind of kind of used to. Um, and I think it's going to be a ramp up from the uh, schlog that was the last movie with <laughs> David Ayer's interpretation. It was just a... Uh, Two hours of introducing people. I don't, yeah, that movie did not make sense to me, like the way it was edited. And they had a mission to save someone. And it turns out the mission they're saving is the person that put them together. It's like, this is what? It's just like one circle. You're not going anywhere with this movie. I don't even know where we ended up, honestly. Uh, David Ayer said there's something there on the chopping room floor of a good movie. And yeah. I, I'm thinking it might be there, but it's just, that's not what we got. So I can't, you know, comment on that, right? Um, I think this one has some uh, better looks to it with uh, James Gunn. I think he's just a good director and can handle a lot of people in a funny superhero movie, which he's done already. Yeah. So I expect it. I don't think it's going to be like hilarious. I expect it more to be in the, I guess, range of Guardians 2 than Guardians 1. I think Guardians 1 is like perfect. Guardians 2 is like, okay. And I think this is going to be okay. Pretty good kind of thing. Okay. 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 Number going to be okay. (laughs) Number two was, I think more of a smaller story, right? Like it's more personal with Mm -hmm. uh, Yondu and and, uh, Star-Lord and his like dad and everything. So maybe you'll be around those type of things. Um, The story, I think they're probably going to highlight Harley Quinn even more just because she's the seller in the bench and we got Idris Elba and I think John Cena is going to do his like comedic chops that he somehow has right yeah (laughs) surprise in the trailer they're already like going at it so I think there's going to be like a whole movie that looks kind of funny um, the whole trailer looks like it's in the vein of like a 70s, 80s, like tropical action movie. Okay. I mean, right? I see that somewhat, maybe. Almost like, uh, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he goes to an island to save his daughter? Uh, Commando. It's I've never like Commando. seen that. Oh, really? You don't know Commando where he goes to save Alyssa Milano? What? Is that the one that was a predator? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the predator, it looks like the villain is Starro, right? Yeah, Star. Star you or star me. Star, star me, whatever. Yeah, but that guy, it looks like, um, I've seen behind the scenes photos and it looks like uh, the military of whatever country they're at. Oh. They all have like stars on their faces. Like they all have been like mind controlled. So that's who they're going up against. Those are pretty fun um, episodes of the Justice League TV shows where they're just like yeah. Starro somehow takes a certain area of people and mm-hmm. the heroes have to not hurt everybody because yeah. they're just regular people. I can see that being kind of fun, you know. I don't think they care about hurting them in this one though they're gonna hurt them (laughs) (laughs) i I guess so they kind of uh jerks this whole group right um i think it it looks pretty funny i I think um harley like that one scene where they're trying to save her and she's already saved i think that was kind of a funny joke it would be a tired (laughs) joke but i think they're going for a low brow humor but maybe high quality low brow high quality low brow um yeah definitely with like king shark because we see him like swallow a guy and then rip another guy in half and then um, Peacemaker's talking about dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they're going for like, you know, super smart jokes, but funny enough. I think so too. Um, what do you think about, do you think like half of the crew is going to be killed off like they did in the first movie? And that's the idea of the team. Because um, absolutely, second half of the trailer kind of lost some of the characters. I don't think we uh, really saw Pete Davidson that much or that no. orange lady. I think they're not probably in the movie that long. Yeah, I think his name was like Mongal or something like I bet they're gone. I bet Nathan Fillion. I don't oh, think he yeah. lasts long. Um, Michael's Rooker. Michael Rooker's character is there just to show you how they implant the bomb, and then that's oh, it. Oh, you think so? I thought that he centered around him quite a bit in the trailer. Maybe he's the uh, uh, turncoat or something. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part of the Suicide Squad. They don't all make it out. It's it's their thing. Yeah, yeah. I think half of us are the Slipknot character, right? If you're joining the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a lot of uh, Jai Courtney's Captain Boom which I thought was one of the positives from the first Suicide Squad. So I'm hoping he's not like overshadowed in this at all. It was okay. I think uh, we had a poop joke in there. It's kind of yeah. funny. I didn't even hear him talk in the movie. <laughs> That's so, true. In the trailer. So I hope I hope there's some of him in this at least. What about the name? Why are we just adding tacking on that the and we're not calling it Suicide Squad 2? Is this, you know, James Gunn's cut of the first movie? <laughs> I mean, they're taking what worked. They want Harley Quinn. They want, I guess, Rick Flagg worked. I don't know, but they want to like not have anything else connected to the first 
one. It's almost like a hard reset sequel. Okay. But I don't know. Like, why why make this movie? Because I don't think we're going to get any more of these characters. I, th- I think this is the last Margot Robbie Harley Quinn thing we ever see. Oh, really? I think it's, uh, you know, it's the merch train. You know, that's how you make your money is all of the DC stuff at Hot Topic or whatever online. Yeah. That's And Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is what sells for some reason. Yeah, we'll see. I, I do want to see the movie. I think it's going to be funny. I'm glad it's on HBO Max, but that that's it. I'm, I don't know if I would rush to the theater to watch this movie. Yeah, we're, we're wondering if these new guys are going to elevate it a bit. I don't know if Idris Elba is going to bring his uh, Black Superman <laughs> chops to I'm this. Black Superman! <laughs> You know who is Black Superman? Is Black Adam. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and this movie starring The Rock is um, in pre-production now, I think. And they're starting to ramp up. Okay. And they're adding more to the cast. We already know that like characters like Hawkman and Adam Smasher and Cyclone are going to be in it, along with Black Adam. But now, uh, Hollywood Reporter is saying that Pierce Brosnan is set to play Dr. Fate in Black Adam. Yeah. And Dr. Fate is a pretty cool character. He's a pretty cool character. And I think that's great casting, considering Dr. Fate is kind of this uh, all-knowing, well, really like smart god that's like yeah. inside of that helmet, right? And he's supposed to be this elderly kind of thing in there. I think Pierce Brosnan can bring that gravitas um, behind mm-hmm. the mask, right? Um, what do you think about this? I think, yeah, I think it totally works. I think what's weird is like, I think he is perfect for Dr. Fate, but Dr. Fate wears a helmet, so you don't really see him when he is Dr. Fate, um, Pierce Brosnan, right? Because <laughs> when he takes off the helmet, he's not Dr. Fate, he's whoever that guy is, right? Right, he could just be anybody. Yeah, it's whoever wears the helmet becomes Dr. Fate, and it's like a whole new personality. So, yeah, I think Pierce Brosnan is going to bring it as Dr. Fate, but we'll never see him as Dr. Fate, because <laughs> as soon as he takes up the helmet he's just another person right like he's a, he's whoever he's playing as a character he's just some dude um so who knows what he's gonna play as what when he's got the helmet off but as far as the yeah. role as this you know some type of mystical being hidden inside a hat i think he can he can do <laughs> it <laughs> um the character of dr fate I, I think is really cool and i think it's gonna go well against like black adam who is kind of like i want to say he's gonna start off as a hero turned villain turned anti-hero. That's probably what I feel like they're going to go with the movie. Yeah, I know this is connected kind of to Shazam and, you know, the other DC stuff. But, I mean, those are the two new line movies. And yeah. they've, they've mentioned Black Adam before as, like, picking the wrong champion for their whole whatever the magic thing is. The wizard's magic uh, yeah. apprentice or whatever. Um, so I think maybe are we getting that origin story? If that's the case, it'd be before all that, right? I think so. I think we saw a little bit of Black Adam in Shazam, like when they're talking about it. Oh yeah. So I hope it is like an origin. We see that. Um, and it, if it's the JSA with like Hawkman and Doctor Fate and all of them, like I would think it would take place in a later time, maybe like in a early 1900s, where they're like. Maybe he's found through like uh, Indiana Jones type excavating okay. Egypt and then he is released again. Black Adam is released again or something like that. So they could go a lot of places with this. And I know they're also working on Shazam 2 now, Fury of the Gods. So I have a feeling after those movies, Black Adam and, and Shazam will cross paths in a movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm still curious if uh, if The Rock is going to play more as this angry character because that's what you kind of assume Black Adam's like. And he's yeah. kind of the fun guy. And it just seems like every role he's trying to, trying to be fun. This is kind of a more of a younger property. I think he could do that if it's like a Jumanji thing. I, I wonder how he's <laughs> going to take it. You know, what do you want from him? I want him to start a jungle career. Cruise. <laughs> That's the same uh, director, right? Jungle Cruise. So. Yeah, perfect, perfect. You know, just give him give him that outfit where he's that <laughs> he's popping out of his shirt. The shirt, size medium shirt. <laughs> That's the villain of the movie. Is his shirt. <laughs> I, I hope when him and Shazam go toe to toe, I hope it doesn't look weird because. Zachary Levi wears a muscle suit, yeah. and The Rock is not going to wear a muscle suit. Can you he has a permanent muscle suit. Does he look goofy? Oh, man. He's, he's going to have to borrow and put another one on top of all his muscles. He's not going to be able to fight. They're just going to put Zachary Levi's face on The Rock's body. They're going to double it. They're going to first Avengers this, put his, his yeah. face on top of his face, and then somehow the skin tone does not line up. He's got a tan line. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it worked for Henry Cavill's mustache, so DC has great CGI. Right, right. I love (laughs) that they used The Rock's upper lip for... Yeah, so... I can't wait for the Black Adam movie. There was rumors that Superman would show up in this and he oh, would yeah. fight Superman, mm-hmm. but like, 
I don't I don't know what they're doing now with rebooting Superman and if Henry Cavill's still in it. And DC is a little bit all over the place, but at least they're bringing characters that I want to see. It, it just won't connect really to anything. Yeah. Is this just kind of a, an old thing so we can kind of keep it to the side and we're not going to worry about it? We talked about this last week, right? About yeah. the JSA maybe being a prequel thing and we can like keep them over there behind us and we're not going to bring them up anymore. But again, Shazam's a new character, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's things you can connect to everything and also like reasons why they don't connect. So it's all con- contrary to each other, but I don't think DC really cares too much if they connect or not. I think, yeah, they don't need to do- work that formula. We've got their yeah. little pieces everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So um, DC, keep doing your thing. I'm... I'm I enjoy the Snyder Cut, so I'll probably enjoy Black Adam. And another thing I'd also enjoy is Keanu Reeves. The person, right. The person. (laughs) Keanu Reeves can do no wrong. If you guys haven't heard, he already has a comic book out. It's called Berserker. Um, For some reason, there's no vowels in the name, but he's got a comic book. He's got no time for vowels. (laughs) No. As he's uh, going across doing his action thing. Um, And this is more in line with his live action John Wick type of thing in his comic book, right? Right. It's almost like they just did John Wick in a comic book, but he plays like this dude that is on a mission and he just like can't be stopped like the image they have on him he has like a knife through his chest and a bunch of arrows and he's still walking right yeah still going after the guy but i think one issue has been out already and they already got a film deal really that's yeah. crazy right not only a film deal but you might like this an anime series about right. it too <laughs> all right i'm i'm more happy to hear that keanu reeves is an anime fan that's just a cherry <laughs> on top for me so Netflix is going to do a live action take on Berserker as well as make an anime series on on Netflix. Um, I assume Keanu will play Berserker or do you think he's just like a producer? I think it already says that um, Keanu is going to play the character. He's already going to do the live action. He's also going to do the voice of the anime series. So he's doing everything, you know, it's modeled yeah. after him, I, th- I think for a reason. And mm-hmm. uh, I think this is, a, I guess, a good Hollywood business strategy. Make a comic book, you know, maybe there's no make- comic book he wanted to do and he's like i'll make one myself make one comic book (laughs) literally one issue and they get a movie deal um he wrote this with uh matt kent matt kind yeah uh kind of like a fan favorite of the show uh writer but i think it's weird that he's getting a live action and an anime series how do you think that's gonna work out um well you know i think it's just like maybe they don't have to connect at all and it's just happens to be the same property it could connect if they wanted but i don't know how what the story is really i just know that he's kind of a immortal warrior and somehow he's working for the american government and that's it right um okay so every keanu movie mm-hmm. movie put together all put together right whoa dude yeah whoa uh, <laughs> a time I'm a <laughs> Uh, I love that. So I, I think uh, it's open-ended. I think it could work out. I'm, I, I, I don't. I think a, a new anime series is kind of an interesting idea that they would take that route with it, right? Yeah, I wonder if like because I know Netflix has been doing a lot of anime series, um, especially on on properties that are already like popular outside of of anime, like uh, Castlevania. They did an anime. I think even Godzilla. They did an anime. They did, so, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like they have a contract with an anime studio and they're just like, wait, this would be good too. So let's make it a, a, also on top of a live action movie. And maybe Keanu is the one that wants to make the movie and they're like, well, let's make an anime. And they're like, well, let's just do both. Yeah. I think um, they, they've been doing, working that into their equation for quite a time now. Um, they have like brand new animes that just are brand new out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and they work with those studios. I think there's one anime even put on by Jaden Smith. Oh, so really? It has some, some, uh, uh, fan following it's kind of a weird idea uh, but that's on there if you guys ever wanted to watch it <laughs> okay uh, how do you feel about celebrities having a comic book made though just you know is it um, weird think about the weekend's comic book yeah that was kind of weird because it was only one issue also right it was kind of one issue i picked it up because i wanted to read it and it was okay it was not a great story and i'm kind of okay that it went away <laughs> It's more of like a collector's item, whereas Berserker is definitely like, it has like a 12-issue run for a limited series, so it's not like, hey, get this one collector's item. No, we're telling a whole story, really, so... Boom Studios is not just putting out one issue. Yeah, yeah. I certainly hope we get another issue. And we you know the comic book industry is kind of a weird how it just handles all the time. And they're not yeah. just kind of like, oh, we got our series. Let's drop the comic. Yeah, but to answer your question about celebrities, typically I don't like it, but I'll let Keanu do whatever he wants. <laughs> when you're talking about anything he wants, you're not just talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Pardons all around for Keanu. Pardons, okay. 
Uh, last thing I want to talk about, um, switching over to Marvel now, Variety was reporting that the Hawkeye show series that has not even started coming out yet, like it's not till like later in the year. I think I think they're still in the middle of making it. Oh, really? Already has plans for a spinoff. Yeah, this spinoff is going to be centered around an arrow, a character called Echo, a deaf Native American uh, mm-hmm. female character played by Alakwa Cox um, on the Hawkeye series. Yeah, so if you are a longtime listener of the show, you'll know the character Echo from when we did New Avengers Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. She is like the first person to have the mantle of Ronin, which she then passes to Hawkeye, which we see in Avengers Endgame. Like he's like the samurai ninja guy. With the whole mask and everything, taking out these yeah. uh, gangsters, right? That was pretty yeah. cool shot. It's It's got the, the full hawk going. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't give me hope. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you think it's weird that they announced a spinoff this early? That means she must be doing a great job on the show already. Yeah. Um, I wonder how uh, how good this character's got to be that they are like green lighting. Well, it's in the works, right? I don't know if it's green lit yet, but they're already, you know, preparing for it. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that this is not that popular of a character and they're getting this character a series, right? Yeah. You know what I think? I think they're gearing up to do their own uh, Netflix style kind of like universe. Like still within the major MCU universe but a smaller take like a smaller team like uh, a Moon Knight maybe we get Echo in there as Ronan or, or just as Echo and I know they have the rights back to Daredevil to Ghost Rider maybe we get a Marvel Knights ish mm. style team up series and Echo's part of that I could see that okay and it's all part of the equation that they just want to build up these characters that are going to form into this team maybe not necessarily saving the universe but finding something big bad in the middle of it yeah. right yeah so like after all these shows like Hawkeye and Loki and all them, they'll still need more characters to tell series about. And I think like maybe Moon Knight is the start of like that group of characters. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Maybe somehow they return the other characters. Maybe Daredevil is joins this other team too. That could work out. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe Daredevil is the guy that's like on both teams. That'd be kind of cool. The one that uh, is a, knows how to handle a team already. Yeah. So um, I think it's kind of interesting that they're announcing this so early, mm-hmm. but. I think they're just kind of like hinting at what their plans are, which is uh, kind of like a Defenders style series. I don't know if it'll called, be called Defenders. Maybe it's called something else. But I have a, like a, an idea that they're doing like a Netflix style crossover event on Disney Plus. That'd be kind of cool. Interesting. Okay, the team up is not in the in the movies, and it is the MCU team making all of it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I like that too. I like that. Yeah. I hope we get to see Ronan in uh, the Hawkeye series, like how he became Ronan, why he did that i could see that yeah yeah maybe that's connection right maybe um echo does take up the ronin mantle in the, in the beginning of the series and they're hunting her down why are they using my old name oh look and everything yeah. right i don't like that i know we are getting um the guy that mentored hawkeye at the start swordsman swordsman yeah um, i remember him from the comic we did where mm-hmm. at the start he was like this hero and mentored hawkeye but he was also uh, a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you read that Hawkeye book or you listen to our episode, it seems like it's definitely going to take a lot from that mix with, you know, new Avengers Ronin. So mm-hmm. um, I'm now Hawkeye is kind of like jumping up to like my top of the list of series I want to see. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're watching them already. Right? We're getting through them. Uh, one thing that surprised me is Florence Pugh is going to be in the series as right. Yelena Balova. Bo- yeah. Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't know how they're going to fit her in. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm sure he's just there. She's just there to be like, oh, hey, Black Widow. Uh, she died, right? Uh, I'll, I'm the new I'm the new one. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to take up that look. Uh, someone else has yeah. got the, the arrow for you. Okay. Hey, yeah. They're doing new Avengers, right? Okay. Young Avengers? Okay. Yeah. S- sign me up for that one. Which team am I? <laughs> the UN, new young Avengers. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is it for the news, kind of like all over the place, but all good news, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for everything we talked about. Um, yeah, let's talk about Godzilla. You sound so excited. <laughs> this is your pick. All right, let's go. So the batting average for these big monster kaiju movies, it's not great. It's not very good. You know, uh... 
Kong Skull Island was made. Um, was Godzilla. Made. <laughs> Godzilla is there. I kind of like Godzilla King of Monsters for some reason. I, I you know, so, sometimes it's described to let's hide the monster in the in the shadows and like like let's yeah. get him a little bit here and there. But that was just throw the monsters out there and let's see them fight. Let's do that. I liked um, Cloverfield. Right. I thought that did that idea great where they hide the monster. Uh huh. I like Power Rangers. There you go. Everyone loves Power Rangers at a certain point. I don't like Pacific Rim, but no. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, second one was pretty bad too. Pretty awful. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I kind of like Godzilla now. I, I, I like the idea of just monsters fighting and big bombastic and let's not hide them just have them fight bring them up wake them up you know they've been asleep for a while they can use uh, some exercise you know <laughs> um so i like godzilla now uh and we, i decided to do one for the new godzilla versus kong movie coming out and mm-hmm. the comic i decided to do is called godzilla half century war uh, it's put out by idw publishing it's cool. just a mini series with five issues came out in 2013 and it's um by a writer and artist that we've seen before on the on the podcast um james stoko uh and he he's done uh aliens um dead orbit that's the the comic yeah. we did on the show pretty good right yeah that book was pretty good even though i was confused while reading it it was a good book yeah why why were you confused again was it just was like, like the time jumps in the book and I, I didn't know that it was time jumps i read it linear and i was like what is going on here <laughs> trippy idea okay luckily godzilla this book is linear <laughs> thank god um we've i've also we've seen him a little bit he did a small vignette on the moon knight comic so i mean really okay. short part of that we've seen his work before too um he's also famous for some comics called wonton soup don't really know what that is mm, i love delicious I love like those. the idea love the dish and he's also done Orc Stain, which is more in line with Ooh. the Lord of the Rings type of thing. Cool name. Wow. Yeah. He has like very vast like stories that he's doing. They're Genres. all pretty different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so I think he's just a fan of a lot of nerdy things and he's, you know, down to make an effort to put that in comics. I love that. I want soup now. Yeah. <laughs> Some <laughs> fried rice. Some. So yeah, I, I just think I like Godzilla now. I want to do a story. I remember back in the day, there was a GameCube game that I rented from Blockbuster, I think. <laughs> it was called Godzilla Monsters Unleashed. And it was fantastic because you were a monster oh and you're gosh. just destroying... Um, there's like you, there's literally no people in the game, but you're just a, is it like was it like Rampage, you know that video game? Uh, maybe it's more 3D, right? It okay. almost is like a wrestling game in a way. It was pretty fun, <laughs> pretty fun, and you just pick the strongest guy and you win. Did you like the 90s? I think it's 90s Matthew Broderick Godzilla. No, no, that was bad, right? I mean, I thought it was kind of cool when I saw it, but I was not a Godzilla fan. I'm not even that big of a Godzilla fan now, but like, I don't really know much about him when I watched that Godzilla and like. It's a different total look than than regular Godzilla. Regular Godzilla like stands upright, right? And that yeah. one was more like a lizard where it kind of like hunched over and it was just like a uh, irradiated like Galapagos Island lizard that oh. radiation made him huge. So I'm mutated into that. I thought he was an alien yeah. in that one because he was like, yeah. no, okay, he's just big. No. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Not a fan of that one, I gotta say. Okay, as we open up on the story, it's of course in Japan in 1954. And we're following the main character. His name is Ota Murakami. And he's a young gentleman that just joined the military about two years ago. He's enlisted and he's um, um, with the war going on. And he is like sitting on a tank as his buddy is driving the tank around in uh, Tokyo. And they're there because of some big ruckus going on in the city. But they don't really know what's going on, right? Yeah, they think they're being attacked by like another military or something like that. So they're there to like confront them. But it is not like uh, another military. No, the the government even said just expect bad weather is what yeah. they said. Um, coming in from above them, uh, crashing these skyscrapers is the gigantic foot of a one Godzilla just roaring in. You can hear like in your head the, the classic Godzilla roar. <laughs> yeah, and it looks just like the old school like suit of Godzilla, like the guy wearing a suit. Like yeah. they draw it to look like that. Like it's pretty cool. Like the detail in this book, the art, the ink that he had to draw, like everything is detailed, like down to like the debris. Everything is like inked. It's not just like kind of like quickly sketched or or blurred out or anything like like everything <laughs> is finely detailed. He's got to you know f- feel the effect of it by putting in the detail. Just seeing the ruckus of the tiny little littlest bit, you can feel that because it's so detailed. 
And um, also, I gotta say, with the like the coloring of the book, it's interesting. They didn't go classic realistic with everything. Like um, Godzilla, he's more like this purplish blue kind of look, and the fire that erupts from all the wreckage is more of this kind of weird fuchsia, maybe. Yeah, I think they're going for like the way things look when it is all just like covered in dust and everything, and like smoke and fire, and it's just like a haze everywhere. Right. Uh, and they're you know these army guys are surprised that the gigantic lizard is in front of them in a world where there's no Godzilla suddenly there is and they're, they're shooting at it with their gigantic tanks but it's barely phasing it as Godzilla turns and unleashes its gigantic uh, radiation breath shooting down at some of the tanks where Ota and uh, Ken his partner just are able to get brushed to the side with their tank. It's almost like they're just like annoying Godzilla and he like shoots at them and then turns around and keeps walking. Yeah. Uh, Ken and Ota are just walking uh, across this rubble in the building as they're trying to get some cover. They look at the other tanks and they're just melted. They're just yeah. rubbish on the ground for Godzilla as um, they hear the, the roar of this gigantic dinosaur as it kind of leaves them. And Godzilla's like headed to like the center of the town where like there's going to be a lot of people. So they have to like distract Godzilla enough time to like get the hostages out of the city. So um, they come to action. They think they have no shots uh, taking down Godzilla and they probably don't, but they what they need is to distract him. Um, so they go to his side, shooting up their tank, multiple shots at, at Godzilla's chest, trying to get his attention just to lead him away from all the people, all the, you know, scared people of the city as they're kind of going for the, the border. Um, and they manage to get his attention. They annoy him enough for Godzilla to turn left and Godzilla unleashes his radiation breath again as you see like the lighting across his like spine spikes kind of turn on and it's a cool look as it like turns white and you can hear like a crushing sound as the it ramps up and he unleashes it. I mean, the city is destroyed. Like him just turning around knocks over every building around him. So like, there's like no chance for them to really defeat Godzilla. It's really just like try to contain him and slow him down and let people escape and evacuate the city. So once they get his attention, they're like trying to like pull him away, like drive away to lure him. And it's enough to like get him out of the city and kind of like go back into the ocean. Yes, just enough to get him uh, outside and uh, near the waters for him to quietly go back down to the to the water. And um Ken and Ota, they are all injured and they have their arms in slings, but they decide to leave the hospital. Take a look as um, Godzilla just kind of goes back down into the Tokyo Bay as um, he looks like he's maybe hurt, but he's more or less just resting up inside of the ocean. Um, so it was a good job from Ota and his team. Um, it was just the two of them that kind of made it out there. Uh, so that gets the attention of an upper in the military. His name is Colonel Schooler, and he wants these two to join his new team called AMF, the Anti-Megalosaurus Force. <laughs> that, is, that is not what I know AMF to stand for, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty good Drake. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Skinner guy, he's like, you two are the only ones that can pretty much have experience going up against Godzilla. So I need you to join my team because I guess they're preparing for another attack. They're the only ones that pretty much survived. But um, Ota's really the one that says like, this is my cause. This is what I have to sign up for. And Ken kind of just goes along with it. But they're, um, they didn't know they're signing up for a big uh, decades of this, right? We catch up on the two of them again as they join the AMF. They are in Vietnam. The year is 1967. And this is where you can just hear like Zeppelin in the background, right? As it's Vietnam <laughs> yep. in the 60s, as these choppers come uh, um, circling in into Hanoi. Yeah, this is when Ben Siller's arms get blown off. Right, right. <laughs> this is before Iron Man, Robert Downey, and he's doing blackface. <laughs> But Godzilla now is attacking Vietnam and, you know, they're in a helicopter trying to like get his attention, trying to slow him down. But it's kind of different this time. Godzilla seems like nothing is distracting him. Yeah. The the um, routine for Godzilla is he's just been in Japan this whole time, he kind of pops up here and there and AMF quietly gets him outside of the city. But now he's all the way in Vietnam for some reason. It makes no sense. And this is, of course, when the war is going on with regular people. So they just want Godzilla out of their battlefield. Um, even the general 
on the team is saying, we need to uh, shut down Godzilla because he's ruining the battlefield. We'll get him trapped in these muddy waters right here. He'll slow down, get stuck, and we'll just unleash all our, our load of, of missiles at him. You know, we weren't able to do it back in 51 when uh, we didn't have the firepower, but these are modern times. We got the real firepower. Yeah, and that firepower is invented by one Doc Randall, and he's just like almost like a mad scientist type character, right? And apparently he comes from like a drilling industry background, like these giant drills that would drill through the earth. And that's what he wants to use to kind of like penetrate Godzilla's like armor skin. Yeah, some deep core mining technology. The Doc Randall, he's actually from Scotland. So the AMF yeah. has a crew of like, it's kind of cool. They're different countries joined together against giant monsters, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They try their classic equipment with all these like fighter jets loading missiles and trying to distract Godzilla and helicopters shooting in with what they have, but it's not really working. It's just peeving him off as he uses his white radiation blast to just incinerate them. Um, but Doc Randall is quickly trying to organize his Mazer drills, these uh, gigantic like sonic frequency drills, actually. Right. He says it can uh, go through two miles of granite, but uh, that's yeah. what he always says with these, with these drills. <laughs> and they point it right at Godzilla right before he's about to like reach the area that they want him in. And they shoot him. And it does look like it's affecting Godzilla. Like he's yeah. starting to get hurt. He's uh, starting to squint a bit. Um, once he shoots that up, out of nowhere... The Viet Cong uh, erupt from the ground. They had apparently tunnels digged deep underneath the battlefield here yeah. all along. They didn't know that the Vietnamese uh, soldiers were just underneath here. And they're actually running away. They're not running to attack the AMF. Yeah. They're running away. And the ground starts to shake and rubble starts to form and spikes start shooting up from underground. And it's this other gigantic kaiju monster. It's um, like a big turtle spiky monster with its <laughs> its shell is covered in spikes and it's, it looks like it's like an island the way it erupts from the ground um, yelling at Godzilla and these two are gonna get it get it down they're gonna fight each other right um, this is why Godzilla like couldn't be distracted he was going straight for this other kaiju to attack him and fight him so like Godzilla was like on a mission already like he knew this other one was there. This um, turtle kaiju has got some moves, though. As Godzilla uses fire blast, he can juke out of the way and like barrel roll as a turtle. Um, and <laughs> the the kaiju is using his back spikes. He, has, he like jumps backwards and uses them to to attack Godzilla, kind of like uh -huh. a porcupine in a way. He's like he's like an armadillo porcupine combination. Yeah, yeah, and he's a snapper turtle. Part turtle, maybe. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they're fighting and he's actually like pretty much taking Godzilla down. Like they're attacking each other and biting each other's hands and everything. And Godzilla has to like throw him away to like get him off of himself. And this uh, other kaiju's kind of hurt. So Godzilla's wrapping up to use his energy blast to take out, finally take out this other kaiju. And then we can take on Godzilla. But the uh, other military, the general is too hasty and decides to unlaunch without Godzilla ever using his fire blast. And this just distracts him. They never um, take out the other kaiju and it just barrels back down underground digging in and Godzilla's just kind of angry and peeved off at they, they would do this to him as he, yeah, as he runs away. Like they like broke up the fight and Godzilla is like pissed that he couldn't finish off the other kaiju and gave the like the military gave him a chance to escape so now Godzilla's mad the other kaiju like dug himself out of the way again and Godzilla's like leaving now like kind of like sour. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile Schooler the colonel he learns there's something else going going on. He uh, researched a different area of Vietnam and he finds this satellite or major technology thing inside of a rundown uh, airplane. And it's like a giant transmitter. Gigantic one. Um, so this is some specific technology that the government has been working on and is uh, what's causing these kaijus to come here and wake right, up. Yeah. So in the coming years, there have just been multiple and multiple more kaiju erupting out of nowhere. And it's all been a, a crux into this moment in Ghana where Ota he's been at this maybe two decades now and he's kind of weathered he's and has a, like a makeshift eye patch because he's kind of hurt right now and we just see like almost like uh, a dozen of these kaiju like um, Rodan and, and uh, Hidora and all these like classic um, Godzilla monsters right like Mothra is in there yeah. so like they're all just kind of like coming out of from hiding to fight each other these classic Godzilla monsters Um, we got Batra I don't even know who that is he's like a more of a bat Kaiju, we got Megala yeah. Megalon. I think he's like a hornet beetle. Kumunga, he's a spider. Don't like that. Um, <laughs> There's one that's like a lobster guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hedora. And then uh, Ibira looks like just a pile of trash. Don't like him. But uh, kind of cool. I like how they're just like finding each other in the wreckage. And this this capital city of Ghana is just, it was worse off than Japan or, or Vietnam ever was. It's just rubble. And the AMF crew is there. <laughs> they're just like watching because they can't really do anything. They're all just like kind of like exhausted sitting on the rubble and like watching these monsters fight in the background because like, what are they going to do really? It's like they're winning in a lobby or something. They're just bored because they don't, they can't turn the tide in any way. It feels like they're just tired. Even the leader, remember Colonel Schooler who found the technology, he's just spent and tired. Turns out that that technology found that transmitter was built by this one guy, Dr. Deverich. He was a scientist that worked with America to build this psionic transmitter that would call on these kaiju. Yeah. And he's now using it. He's like weaponizing it. And that's why all these kaiju are coming out. So they're, the AMF is almost like in a different mode now. They're really just there to like evacuate city and handle the like post battle of these kaiju. They can't do anything while they're fighting. They can't stop them. So they're really there to like clean up after. Pretty much. I mean, they are all designated to one kaiju, which is kind of cool. They have like different teams. Like you're assigned to Rodan. You're assigned to Hedora. Um, so they have like different crews within the AMF and they're all like, look battle ready. Like they have like pouches and everything and they're all like smoking cigarettes because they're so tired. So, uh, it feels like they have no plan, but they do come up with one. They decide there's some transmitter somewhere in the city here in Ghana mm -hmm. and it is what's calling on all these kaiju. There's gotta be some big thing, right? Yeah. They find across the way, this one building that's got these radio towers. It's gotta be the building, right? They have to go there and shut down whatever is uh, transmitting. And they all have in like this van and they to get to that point in the city they have to pretty much go through the battle of all these kaiju like in the middle of their fight so it's like a lot of shots of like this like hippie van that they painted yeah right? and um it's always like at the feet of the monsters or something or have to like drive through the wreckage while the monsters are fighting above them so it's it's a pretty cool shot and you see the scale of the the kaiju versus the van they're, they're like ants to them it's like a, a mouse running across the floor as um it, it zips in goes across the the tail of Godzilla and all of this crazy stuff going on above them it's scary i got to say as they go swinging in just into the foot of that radio tower building they go crashing in and their van is just wrecked but they they made it and what's funny is um i thought this was kind of clever they're like okay who has guns and they're like nope nobody has guns cuz they don't use guns anymore cuz they can't they're useless against the kaiju so it's like nobody actually brought any guns <laughs> So yeah. the Skinner is the only one with like one handgun. <laughs> they know this uh, transmitter's got to be guarded. So they see two guys there and they're just talking it up that um, they really don't care what's going up up above, up above this building. They just want to um, make their cash. They know their boss is selling these transmitters somehow. And they're just trying to get a bigger paycheck. The bigger paycheck they can get, the bigger these two can, can get too, right? Yeah. So they knock out the guards and they break into the room that they're guarding. And we see it's that doctor that invented the, the transmitter and I guess he has made like a newer version of it that's bigger and stronger and he's on like pretty much like a live stream and he's online like trying to sell the transmitter to like the highest bidder whoever like black market terrorist group will, will pay the most for it. Yeah, he's talking it up like no need to send out your troops or anything like that. No, no need to uh, organize an army. You just toss this thing over there and see the wreckage come, right? <laughs> the guy will just destroy the city. <laughs> Easy work as he's trying to sell it on the the stream there. Finally, he's found and the crew yelling out, doctor, stop right there. You're in trouble, right? Um, and the doctor, as soon as he sees he's caught, he just ramps up the knob. It just goes yeah. all, the way, all the way to chaos <laughs> is the, the, yeah. the knob. He turned it full blast, which of course is going to make all the kaiju just go crazy. And they're stomping around above ground and it's causing the, the building that they're in to pretty much just like collapse on them. And a fatality in the whole mission is schooler as he's calling upon upon the other two like you just gotta make it work make figure this out get doctor get the doctor dev rich and just um live out the amf uh mission right and you just th these monsters break down the, the building ota and ken are just able to get out while the, the transmission goes out now a couple of years later we're in bombay india 1987 um the two are old men now they're just kind of sitting in a van like a radio van as they're just they're just there 
to clean up the mess. They know the kaijus are just uh, out and about, and it's going to happen. It's They're now not yeah. big monsters. They just see them as just forces of nature. It's like a hurricane. It's almost like the AMF is no longer a military squad or anything. They're like a cleanup crew agency that is there, and like attacks from kaiju are just like every day now. They just aren't used to it. And uh, Otoa, it's almost like he reminds me of uh, Ken Watanabe already, the actor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like kind in, of God- in the Godzilla movies, like he's just like, I'm over it. Like, just get it over it so that we can clean up the mess and, and get the people out of here. But like Godzilla attacking and other kaiju attacking is like, it's no big deal anymore. <laughs> Expected. Uh, somehow Oto has been able to like clean up everything and survive this whole time. Looks like the AMF has have got something else underneath their, their belts. And launching from above, these two planes drop this gigantic uh, cube, like this big metal uh canister and inside is mecha godzilla it just comes walking out this gigantic mech <laughs> and oda is just looking at it like oh okay let's see what this can do like they built their own but he's almost like not impressed like he knows what's gonna happen yeah uh he's he's a bit peeved too he's like oh all right that's a thing now i guess uh, but i do wish i was the one driving it yeah and so we now have godzilla fighting mecha godzilla and it, now it's causing even more destruction right so he leaves this van to watch the battle and what he sees outside with all the people running is the doctor that invented that transmitter. He's like in the mix there. So he sees him and he starts chasing him down the street. It turns out the doctor was out there just doing a deal with some gangsters trying to sell some more technology. And um, just as the deal closes out, Ota gets the pounce on him and knocks him to the ground with a gun to his face. Like, you're going to pay for this doctor. You you built this thing and just profiting off of these horrible monsters that are wrecking everything. What he doesn't realize is right next to him is like his newest invention, the doctor's newest invention, which is like the transmitter that is like a thousand times stronger than the first one. And it's like huge. Like it's the size of like a two-story building already that it's just one big transmitter. And it's turning on, uh, ramping up, and it goes full blast. And from the sky drops this like island of crystal, like gigantic. Like maybe, you know, the Fortress of Solitude in Superman. Think of that as it uh, drops from the clouds along with these gigantic prisms of crystals falling to the ground and like making spikes into the city. And coming out of this like asteroid of of crystals is a new kaiju. I think this uh, kaiju's name is Space Godzilla, which is a new thing to me. I didn't know this was a thing. He looks like Godzilla, but with like with like crystals coming out of like his shoulders and his head, and it's more like alien chest looking. But it is pretty much just like a third Godzilla. Cool. Uh, we got we got Mecha over here. We got regular. We got um, and we got space. Um, just fighting it off. The space Godzilla is. Uh, station next to his crystal like tower and he shoots out his fire breath and it's this cool helix as it kind of shoots out and first he attacks Mecha Godzilla and he can even like shoot the shards of crystals out um and it's like attacking Mecha Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla is like down like he wasn't didn't stand a chance against space Godzilla <laughs> kaput Godzilla shoots at his radiation breath, but the space Godzilla can shoot up this crystal shield right in front of him and just blocks it and it's doesn't do anything to him. Um, so they're fighting it off. You know, classic and space Godzilla are fighting it. Um, and somehow he can even um, lift him up with the laser beams coming out of the crystals like like this electric shock can lift Godzilla and toss him like a like suplex him in a way. Otoa realizes he's got to like save the day now. Like his whole life has been leading up to this moment and he drives the van all the way up down to the crashed Mega Godzilla and pretty much like climbs in through the hatch, pulls out the like the driver and he goes into the cockpit and he's like, Okay, I'm going to like control Mechagodzilla now. <laughs> Not that he doesn't even know this thing existed and now he's going to like drive it. <laughs> no practice, no nothing. He's just he's like pressing buttons here and there trying to figure out what will turn it on. Somehow he just smashes all these buttons and it turns on shooting up these gigantic lasers from the shoulders of this Mechagodzilla and shoots out that uh, crystalline base from Space Godzilla. So he destroys the crystal base, which I think is like the power source for this Space Godzilla. And at the same time, Godzilla Classic uh, <laughs> shoots his like fire breath um, towards like the weakened now Space Godzilla to pretty much like knock him out and kill him. Okay, mission accomplished. So this is a weird fight with uh, Godzilla and Ota kind of working together to take out their yeah. common enemy. 
Because um, they even like kind of like it's like one of those things where they look at each other and like silently nod like okay I'll leave you alone you you help me I help you kind of all like. right deal 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 yeah <laughs> and what the doctor did not know is that call from the transmitter called on other beings and we see this cool shot as a faraway space as we see these tiny little monsters that are flying towards Earth yeah I mean the the new transmitter that the guy built is so strong like kaiju from other planets are being called to it so like they're actually flying flying through space to get here so um regular classic kaijus is not enough we have to get space ones we gotta wrap it up that's just the the formula right um now we're reaching 2002 and ota has been at this for many decades now he's just sitting it out in uh the antarctic as uh, that's the local fight with godzilla so it looks like the amf have built those transmitters on purpose to pull the kaiju outside of the regular civilian areas right so it makes sense they'll out yeah. in the north there's no people the amf have also built a new version of Mechagodzilla. It's got this like cool suit now. It's got even a piece of Godzilla inside of him for some reasons. Godzilla powers too. <laughs> it looks cool now. It's almost like a Gundam now. Like it doesn't look like Mechagodzilla. It's like sleek design now. So fighting it out in uh, the waters on top of these um, airship carriers is actually King Ghidorah, that three-headed dragon yeah. type character. He's and, a cool one. And Gigan, which is this kind of Godzilla-type character with um, blades for hands, basically. <laughs> yeah. I think these are the two big bads of the Godzilla, right? These are the classic, real yeah. Godzilla enemies that I know of. And Godzilla is like fighting them. It's like two on one. And uh, so to help Godzilla is they're using like the new Mecha Godzilla, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess the AMF have another weapon that uses like black hole science to kill, to Makes shoot sense. at them. Right. Yeah, it's it's science. Drills wouldn't work, so holes are going to work. <laughs> <laughs> We see the young kid that's going to take up the role as the pilot for Mechagodzilla. And they're talking it through with Oda and how this is going to be like a suicide mission. If you're going to sign up for this, Ken from behind, he knocks him out because Ota is actually going to suit up and take on um, the role of piloting Mechagodzilla. As he, uh, he enters Mechagodzilla, Ken even looks longingly like, all right, goodbye, good friend, because this is probably the last of it, right? As we're going to use black holes now. <laughs> see you on the other side. <laughs> So these two, King Ghidorah and Gigan, are fighting it off with Godzilla. Godzilla's using his radiation breath and trying to get Gigan um, off off the airship carrier. And they're kind of just wailing on Godzilla. Gigan can use his blades while King Ghidorah can use both of his side heads to bite him uh, at the shoulders. And the main head is just chewing at him. <laughs> So launching in is Ota in Mechagodzilla as he kind of just takes King Ghidorah to the side and um, uses his three rockets that are on his shoulders to shoot up and attack uh, King Ghidorah. And then Gigan can get between the two of them and uh, they're just taking swipes at each other. King Ghidorah has got these three laser breaths coming from his mouth and shoots up Mechagodzilla <laughs> as like, it's just wreckage everywhere. All of this, this energy oozing from everywhere. Gigan jumping and flying. I don't know how this gigantic lizard could fly, but he can. It's science. Space science. If Space Godzilla could show up, like, that's what your question is, they can fly. They're already shooting lasers out of their mouths. It doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and then this whole time, like, the timer is counting down to, like, the machine that's going to activate, like, the black hole. And it's, like, a minute left. So they pretty much have um, Mecha Godzilla and Oda, who's piloting him, has to, like, hold these um, kaiju down so that they'll be like in the black hole. So uh, Mechagodzilla grabs Gigan and just tosses him straight at King Ghidorah as the black hole just meets the two of them perfectly timing as they kind of just get eradicated and get sucked in as we see the the three heads kind of just lunging out of the black hole but they're just eaten up anyways by the black hole. Even Godzilla, he's in the way because he's trying to get away. He could feel the pull of um, the black hole but Ota is like, you're not getting away friend. He's even like yelling at Godzilla like you need to see me look at me notice me as because he's like been at this for like half a century right yeah and Mechagodzilla is almost like falling apart like the cockpit where he is sitting at like the wall is ripped out so he's like exposed and he's like looking at Godzilla like straight and and he's yelling at him like look at me like notice me right? yeah 
this puny little thing in the face of the gigantic beast as they um, get taken away by the black hole and it kind of goes zap as it shrinks down and I guess the Godzilla and Megagodzilla, King Ghidorah, again, they're just out and kaput and the AMF crew there in the Antarctica are in a roaring and just celebrating and Ken, as he's just holding the journal of Ota and just reminiscing about his friend. Yeah, and uh, like the smoke is clearing where the black hole was. It's just like ice now. As the book kind of ends, we see finally from a distance like the scales on the back of Godzilla like emerge from the water again. <laughs> oh man, okay. The sequel is coming, I bet. Uh I thought that was fun. It was just more kaiju stuff. I know it's not necessarily the main characters of the people are what we care about. And let's just not fool ourselves. We don't care about the people. We just care about big monsters fighting each other, which is what the last movie was. I really think they copied the character of Oda and gave that to Ken Watanabe's character. Yeah, I think so. Where he's almost like obsessed with Godzilla, becomes like almost like a worshiper of Godzilla to the point where like he's just like, just notice me, look at me, acknowledge my existence too. Like I been after you for half a century like my whole life and i want you to know that i exist and not think that um i was like nothing to you i want to know that i was uh one of your like enemies too like it's kind of egotistical but like yeah you spend your life devoted to something you want to be acknowledged even if it is to take it down right and uh i think it was just the whole big task he wanted a notoriety in that did you mean he wanted to pilot the mech godzilla for just a shot at that um and you know at some points they make godzilla out to be a hero i I never got that when they do that in the movies I guess just because it just becomes so popular, they had to, right? I mean, he literally millions and millions and millions of people die every time he takes a step. <laughs> but yeah. yet, we're cheering for him when he's fighting. We're going to make a movie about him? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, this feels a lot like the last movie. Yeah, I think so, too. I think um, the AMF is basically monarch. Monarch or maybe more science-y instead of military type. Yeah, Um, and then there's like the whole the transmitter thing. Like there was something like that in the the movie, the last movie, where it's like attracting the, what they're calling them, titans to like come out of hiding and sleeping. And I don't know, like in the movie, their plan is to like wake them all up to really pretty much end the world. So like we could start from scratch. Yeah, right. Because they're just basically uh, forces of nature in a way, right? Yeah. They're saying like humans are destroying the earth. So let's let the monsters kind of like restart everything. But I don't know. Honestly, I kind of like the comic book story better. Yeah, I know the story is for sure better there. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited for the next one because I don't. I, I just want, I want to see it because it kind of like the last one. But I'm thinking dude, King Kong, is he really uh, the same boat? He's like a big ape when you're fighting all these other lizards. Like there's a lot of lizards that are fighting each other. Is he a titan? Is he something yeah, else? Yeah, but I mean, he's also fighting like insects that are moths and spiders. And mm. So King Kong, I think, is like as weird as those. I guess you're right. <laughs> And, um, you know, I haven't seen the movie yet. We're recording before the movie comes out. But there are hints that it's not just Kong versus Godzilla. There's a third one in there. I think so, too. I gotta say. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it's any good. I know the batting average is not great. So I'm just gonna see it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Are you going to watch it on a plane? <laughs> That's how you watch the other one? That's how I watched the other one for some reason, because I had nothing else to do. It was enjoyable, I got to say. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the movie next week in our side stories, but uh, let's jump into our side stories for this week. So another thing that came out this week that I feel like we should talk about is Robert Kirkman's Invincible on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah. The animated series came out and they dropped three episodes right away. And we were talking about this before about how like, oh, it doesn't look that great. I don't know about it. Uh, I was wrong. Oh, really? What? <laughs> I like it. I like oh. it a lot. Really? It's that good? <laughs> um, the cast is stellar. Like talk about like big names. Like every actor in it is like someone I know. Like it's a very popular person. And their voice acting is great in it. Um, The animation is what I said it was. Like, some scenes are, like, kind of... um, They cut the corners a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Animation's hard. But then then there's some scenes where it's like, wow, they did it a lot. So I think it's, like, a mixture of, you know, some scenes where, like, it's just a static shot. And then when the action starts, it is, like, well-done action. So some of those action scenes I saw in the trailer were CG. Could you tell they were, like, not, you know... I couldn't... I I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I couldn't really tell. Okay, all right. But... I mean, it's done really well. 
I'll I'll say that. Um, when it when it's when it's done well, it's really good. When it's not done well, I, it's noticeable. So take that with what you will. But I I enjoy the show. I've watched two episodes, and I watched the third one while I was like doing something. So I kind of watched it, but I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it. Yeah, there's only three episodes so far, right? Is that the whole series so far, or no? I don't think it's the whole series. Oh. I think they just dropped the first three right away, and then it'll probably be like a new one every week. But yeah, if you have time and you have Amazon Prime, definitely check out Invincible. First three episodes are pretty good. Yeah, I know it's like a comic series that reached its end. Like it told the whole story, so it's got to be some mm-hmm. great story in there, right? Yeah. Um, Stephen Wen is playing the main character, and he does a good job. I think like I totally just believe that he's that character. And then J.K. Simmons plays the dad, Omni Man, and uh, both of them are nailing it. Like they're kind of like the main two characters, and I think they're nailing it. Like J.K. Simmons' voice totally fits for Omni Man. Like this deep kind of like he's their Superman, right? So he's like this deep authority kind of a voice and totally works and they have all these characters that are like um what do you call it like kind of like copies of oh yeah major characters right analogs analogs yeah so like there's like kind of like a justice league style team there and then mm-hmm. teen titans team there but they don't feel necessarily like oh they're just copying this character like they're kind of cool in their own right so like i totally dig it and i would say you should watch it okay i need to pick that up okay invincible huh the other and thing i was making fun of it but <laughs> it's good <laughs> It's good. Okay. The other yeah. Amazon big superhero thing was uh, the boys. Is it just a totally different ballpark idea? Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but no. Like, if you like one, you'll probably like the other. Okay. 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 It's superheroes. It's definitely just superheroes. So, if you like capes and and superpowers, like this is that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it's cool because it's a different take on uh, a Superman character or or a Spider-Man character or something like that. Like, because Invincible definitely feels like a Spider-Man with Superman powers, like, because he's a teenager, right? So him dealing with his powers and learning how to be a superhero is, is pretty cool. That's what I like about it. And, of course, there's, like, jokes and cool action scenes and plot twists. So definitely got me hooked. Okay, Invincible. I know that we've been talking about that for a while, so I need I need to watch that. All right. Um, is that all you want to say for Invincible? Yeah, I don't want to ruin it. It just came out this past weekend. So uh, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit more as the episodes go go release more. Mm-hmm. But um, And maybe when you see some. But I don't want to ruin it because it's definitely something that I think like you should watch and not be, surpri- or, and be surprised at. I gotcha. Okay. So I read this pretty fun comic book this week. It's called Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. And it's uh, okay. centered around this group of uh, kids around like preteens maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And they rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the main character is is this tomboyish girl named Paige. And um, she's kind of like, um, you know, a tomboy that can stand up to a bully and is not afraid to punch the bully in the face in the, in the, the school, right? Um, and like everyone else in the crew is kind of just big nerds and just kind of wimps. <laughs> like there's like the nerdy sciencey type named Walter. And then there's this guy, this like tall guy named Stretch. And he's just kind of the awkward one that doesn't know how to walk around with his body. Uh, and then there's this one like Jewish kid always wearing a yarmulke named burger who's always obnoxious and is like ruins the plan um so the idea is that like Paige and her uh, her dad is actually in, in the past apparently had a criminal life and then um some of his like associates back in the day just got out of prison and they mm. want the dad to rob the bank with them uh-huh. and then the kids as dumb kids as they are they decide to rob the bank themselves so that the dad doesn't get in trouble and that's kind of the idea um and it's and a hilarious idea as uh, it has this kind of Stranger Things vibe, maybe a Goonies type of vibe to it. Mm. It's real, just tons of jokes here and there. As um, the way I like the way they panel it out, it's kind of like the three by three Watchmen kind of layout in panels. But because of those small shots in the panels, you can kind of see like the quip of the turn in the the jokes, right? As it kind of yeah, it really works in that way. Um, Who who's writing it? This guy named Matthew Rosenberg. I think he's a okay. just a constant worker in. In the comic books, I think he's doing Punish right now uh, okay. with pretty cool stuff. I, I like. Um, I haven't read it, but I think he's probably probably doing a good job. I think um, this may be a deviation for him. Honestly, he kind of just does 
a lot of uh, different ideas in Marvel and DC stuff. And then this is kind of, I guess, a passion project because it's with a company I'm not familiar with called Black Mask Studios. So it's, I think, a more okay. indie comic. Um, yeah. But this was a good read. It's just a tight story about uh, five issues um, as these kids kind of fumble about. And, you know, it's this kind of Stranger Things vibe where they kind of poke at each other and they're just like... Uh, trying to figure it out as they need to rob a bank. And it's pretty dang funny. Uh, <laughs> the the look of it is not too wild. I think like the colors are kind of muted in the comic. Um, oh, okay. But it makes the laughs just way more of a surprise, I think. I was going to say, like, is it like Paper Girls? But if you're saying muted, it's not Paper Girls. At times, it's like the content is actually kind of funny because the way they um, start each issue is they're inside of a different, like, world. Like, um, the first issue, you see the kids playing their Dungeons & Dragons characters. Or in the next issue, they're inside of a beat-em-up video game. And then that's how you start the issue. And the next one, they just happen to be, like, action figures. And that's how they're, like, planning the robbery because they're action figures. Right? So it's, <laughs> it's fun stuff like that as they kind of work it in without, without superheroes, without magic or things. It's actually just hilarious the way they kind of lay it out. And, you know, the jokes are pretty good. Is it a limited series or is it, like, is there another trade coming out or anything like that? Or do you know? It's just a limited series. Um, just five issues. Longer issues at that. But uh, it's a good read. Yeah. Okay. Definitely going to check that out. What is it called again? Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. I'm going to check that out. Pretty good. Pretty good. If you're um, not further to, into some sci-fi genre stuff at the, at the moment, it's a good read. Uh, bank robberies are always, always fun. <laughs> All right. Do um, you have anything else you want to talk about before we head out? Uh, that's it for me for side stories this week. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, we please ask that you subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and you can even stream us on Spotify. And if you haven't already, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review that always helps us a lot and it doesn't cost you anything yeah and also you know talk to your friends anybody that likes comic books or you know weird movies godzilla for some reason let them know about our podcast maybe they'll like us our stuff we are you can find us at the reader copy podcast and all the social medias instagram facebook and twitter if you don't know already we're doing the recap show of falcon and winter soldier we're going to do episode three this coming monday so please stay tuned for that uh, until then daniel you could hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy bye guys later days Thank <laughs> you.